Welcome to the Autumn Miles Show with your host, Autumn Miles. Autumn is an author, speaker, wife, and mother. She's the founder and CEO of The Blush Network and the author of Appointed. Autumn's vision is to engage our culture with the bold truth of God coupled with raw faith. Now here's your host, Autumn Miles. Hello, this is Autumn with The Autumn Miles Show. Dan's getting crazy up in here today. He is is telling his Dan jokes. I have coined them Dan jokes, not dad jokes. Do you like those? He's shaking his head. Yes, he needs a microphone. He's like, yes, yes, I do. Oh, it's a party up in here today. Guess what, guys? We have an amazing guest on show tomorrow. Um, Don't miss it. I mean, come on. Come on, guys. Don't miss it. I'm tongue-tied because I'm so excited, y'all. It is unbelievable. Catch it. Catch the show tomorrow, but d- catch the show today too. Today is going to be great, just as well. Um, <clears throat> we love you guys. Love, 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 love. Triple love each and every one of you. Um, and you know what? We work hard here at the Autumn Mile Show. Like um, Dan's sweating, and like he's got, he's got his Nike sweatband on, and. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. Uh, We work really, really hard. We pray for you guys so much. And um, we just, we, we genuinely love you. I love to hear from you, each and every one of you guys. I love to hear from you. I love to hear what shows have impacted you. Um, I, it's, it's like water to my weary, uh, soul at times. It's uh, most of the time we'll get emails and stuff like that regularly, but they come in on days that our team just needs encouragement. And I want to say, thanks. Keep reaching out. You can, um, you can join the conversation. <laughs> Don't you love how a lot of people say their social media, join the conversation. I never say that because I think it's kind of overused. But anyway, join the conversation with me on my social media pages. The uh, uh, No, it's Autumn Miles on Facebook. And we do so much ministry over there. I mean, there's like verses all the time. There's there's quotes, tons of videos, um, you know, just to encourage your daily walk. Listen, we are not here to um, to, to take away anything from the church. We, we, we do not want to do that. Okay. So, but we do, we do want to exercise the great commission of evangelizing and making disciples. So we would love for you guys to join us over on Facebook, Autumn or Instagram. Hello. There's lots of pictures of my kids, my four crazy kids. Um, on Instagram, you can follow along at Autumn Miles if you're interested. If not, no worries. We're okay with that too. Um, thank you guys so much for following along. I also want to say I've got a book coming out, which is so <laughs> exciting. This book has been a process, a process that I know that the Lord took me on first before I ever took pen to paper. Um, God took me on this journey about Rahab. The name of the book is called I Am Rahab. It'll be out in August. And um, I would love to come share with your uh, with your church, with your world um, about the book on book tour, which is what we'll we'll start doing in August. If you are interested in in, in having me out, um, you can email Amanda at autumnmiles.com. That's Amanda at autumnmiles.com. I would just love to come love 
on you and um and your sphere of influence you know what we love you guys so much let me let me transition here to the word of god that's why we're here bold truth raw faith you wonder why in the world am i listening to the show because we proclaim bold truth the bold truth not of autumn miles the bold truth of the word of god and we encourage raw faith i want you to step out in faith and do that thing that terrifies you in the natural, but you're so confident in in the supernatural. Um, I want you to do that. I have some of the greatest moments of my life are when I have chosen faith. Okay, um, love you guys so much. Here, here's my word for you today. I want you to look for God in the little, in the little guys. It's in the little. Oh Lord, bless the show in Jesus' name. Look for God in the little. Now, our culture tells us, look for God in the big, look for God in the huge. Um, if there is a huge move of God, well, God must be in that huge move of God. And 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 let me preface everything I'm getting ready to say so you don't send me crazy emails. God is in the big, okay? He is in the big. Huge move of God. Wow, wow. I wish that would happen to me, a lot of us say. Or or um, a wedding. And you, you, you're looking around and you're like, everyone in my world is getting married. And here I've been um, single for 50, 60 years, something like that. And I've never quite met or I've never quite whatever. And everyone has kids and has, has and we think God is in that big when really he starts in little ways years before. Uh, you know, we can, we can take this into, uh, like a promotion in our life. If I get the promotion while God is in that promotion, well, yes, he is in the promotion. He is in the big because it's evidence that he has been working all along and he started with the little, we, we want him to simply show our himself to us. And we think it's just in the big, but I want to challenge your thinking and push back in your thinking because I want you to understand that the little checks in your spirit, the little things that you hear from God in private lead you to the big. You know, we get it twisted in our world that is completely, and I say this, completely, and utterly and totally obsessed with celebrity. We want a big following. We want we want to be a celebrity. A lot of people, I want something to go viral, viral. I hear that a lot. Well, if I could just go viral, you know, my whole life would be whatever. And then we see um, people rising up and their platforms growing and stuff like that. And we think that, oh, wow, God must have just touched their life. No, no, no. It probably started with someone who was desperate for the Lord years and years and years ago on their floor, crying out for God to help them to move in their life, to use their situation. And God has blessed the little, the little, the little until it grew, until it grew, until it grew, until it grew, you know. Um, you hear it said all the time, trees don't start as trees, they start as seeds. But man, we sure look at the trees and we think, wow, those are some incredible, beautiful creations of the Lord. But a tree didn't start as a tree, it started as a seed. We disrespect the seed stage most of the time. It seems as if it's insignificant. It seems as if who would ever notice, but, but uh, uh, farming the seed, watering the seed, fertilizing the seed produces a tree. It's a principle 
of the Lord. And I, I just want to really speak to the heart of that person today that um, you you want the big, but you don't know how the big happens. And let me just guide you and lead you today that the big doesn't start with the big. It starts with the little. And when I say little, I'm I'm I, I, I do want to specify it starts with the word of God. Bold truth, guys. Bold truth. It starts with the word of God spoken to you that you don't doubt, you believe, you stand on, you pray over, you ask God to give you opportunity. You ask God to do what he said he originally was going to do in the beginning. And you expect God to produce what he told you he was going to produce with you in private. That is where great moves of God and great things and great opportunities and great families and great marriages, that is where they're built. They're not built on accident. They're built by process, starting with the little that gives way to a little more that gives way to a little more. It's simply very, very specifically um, stewardship, which we see represented in the Bible. Something little stewarded will give way to Bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger things. Little is so disrespected. And yet everything that I consider big in my life happened with something little. I remember um, coming out of my first marriage. I remember walking with my brother on Liberty University's campus. And we were walking across a building they called DeMoss. And there was a group of young men that were walking towards us. And I was talking with my brother and, uh, you know, and he was introducing me around. He had been at, um, at school for a year before I came. And he said, this is so-and-so, this is so-and-so, and this is Eddie Miles. And I thought, eh, Eddie Miles. And then Eddie Miles started talking about how obsessed with the Lord that he was, how passionate that he was about the Lord. He was, he was uh, really called at that time in his life to, to minister to youth. He was passionate about seeing captive youth set free via the word of God. And something resonated in my spirit that was little. And I know now it was the Holy Spirit saying, what, a, what, what do you think about this one? It wasn't anything that he said. He didn't come up to me and say, hey, hot mama. He didn't say that. He was talking about the Lord and his spirit resonated with my spirit. And there was an agreement there. It was very little, but it was there. And time gave way to opportunity as I did not know this at the time. He was praying over me because his spirit agreed with my spirit as well. He was praying over me. We didn't meet or even see each other again for a month. We, we had just met the one time. And when we met, he had been praying over something little that he felt in his spirit. And so when we met, he asked me out for the first time, not me being terrified and full of baggage. <laughs> I turned him down. But you know what? 14 years we've been married. Did it start with the wedding day? No, it did not. It started when he was talking about the Lord The Lord knew exactly that what he was saying, my spirit needed, and we agreed spiritually. It started little, but that little prayed over, stewarded over, 
submitted to a holy God over gave way to 14 years of marriage. You know, it starts in the little, but we disrespect the little. And what we need to do is respect the little season, the little, the little nudge, the little word, the little conviction that we feel. We need to respect that more now than ever. If you want to be a part of anything successful or anything spiritual or anything headed in, in the direction of godliness, a huge move of God or whatever, it starts when nobody sees and it starts by you bowing to what the spirit of God and the word of God tell you. Conviction is another thing. And I'm going to get to the word of God in a minute to support everything that I say. I don't want you to call me a heretic. Conviction is another one. My husband and I, now this is funny. Uh, my husband and I, um, this, years and years, this is years ago. This is years ago. Um, we bought a boat. I don't know why we did that. That was really stupid, Dan. We shouldn't have bought a boat. It was dumb. <laughs> but God bless those boat owners, okay? Like, boats are great when you don't have 432 kids. Um, so we bought a boat. And then, of course, one day my husband stands up, and this is kind of how he is. He's hilarious, y'all. Um, he stands up and he's like, I'm selling the boat. I'm like, okay, great. You know, like we, we probably have used this boat five times like that. How dumb? Like, I don't even know. Anyway, Dan doesn't care. Um, I'm just kidding. He totally cares about everything that I say. But anyway, so he stands up and he's like, you know, one morning, one Saturday morning, I'll never forget it. So he puts it on Craigslist, which of course, like you, that's where you put stuff you want to sell. And he gets a call immediately. And um, this guy's like, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you, you know, full ass for the boat. This is what we need, like whatever, whatever. And I felt in my spirit a no, no, do not sell the boat to this particular guy. Do not do it. Do not do it. And I told my husband, I said, there's something about it. I, he, the guy was super nice. Like he was nice enough. Like I, we met him. He was, he was super nice, but there was something in my spirit that said, no, this is not it. And I told my husband, now my husband has given me permission to tell the story because I never would want to paint him in a bad light. But you know what, men, listen to your wives. <laughs> um, I told him, I said, don't sell this boat. Well, he did it anyway. God bless his heart. And um, we experienced some, um, undue stress because we sold this particular boat to this person. Um, and there was a lot of dishonesty and, and, and stuff like that happened to the boat. You know, you listen, I, I tell that story real tongue in cheek and laughing, but it really stressed us out for several months. And if I just would have said it a little louder, listen, we do not need to sell this boat to this particular person. I, I really do believe it would have saved us some stress that we did not need um, at that time in our life. Those checks are just as important to heed as those words from the Lord. I know several times in my life, there was one time in particular I was asked to speak out on um, a particular topic and something that I normally would have said yes to, I felt a check. Nope. Now, it looked like I should do it, but I, I decided not to do it. And it was uh, two months later that God confirmed why he did not want me to speak out 
on this particular topic at that particular time. Listen to the checks because the checks in your spirit and I and I mean angst. OK, this is the spirit of God when the spirit of God is saying no pause, 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 don't proceed, pause those. Those lead you and those guide you just as much as the word. They're little. They're little. He's not going to scream at you. He's not going to beat you over the head with the Bible. He's not going to do anything like you think he would. It's simply a pause in your spirit. And I have learned over the years to listen. God works in the little and you need to look for God in the little. Here's my Bible. I want you to go to Luke 1 with me today, Luke 1, 26. Now, it is not Christmas time, but Merry Christmas, because we're going to talk about <laughs> the Christmas story here at the beginning of it. Merry Christmas to you. Uh, I want to read Luke 1, uh, 26. It says, now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man named Joseph of the descendants of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And coming in, he said to her, greetings, favored one. The Lord is with you. But she was very, don't, don't, don't turn it off because you know this. Guys, listen, listen, I've got a point here. She was very perplexed at this statement and she kept pondering what kind of salutation this was. And the angel said to her, do not be afraid. For you have found favor with God, and behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. He'll be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will have no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be? And the angel said, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And for that, reason the holy child will be called the son of god i'm going to skip down to 137 for nothing will be impossible with god and mary said behold the bond slave of the lord may it be done to me according to your word now we look at this passage of scripture and we think the virgin birth is the way this whole thing started with jesus and it did of course of course, the virgin birth, the birth of Jesus um, was God was definitely in that. But we, we, we look over the fact that the angel Gabriel was sent from God with a word for Mary. The virgin birth started, the whole process started with a word via Gabriel from the Lord. That's so little. I mean... That, that that could easily be doubted or could be overlooked. Um, uh, the, the, it started with the word first. Then in verse 38, and Mary said, behold, the bond slave of the Lord, may it be done according to your word. She said, yes, yes. Okay, I'm hearing what you're saying. I'm, I'm going to believe what you're telling me. Then she conceived the Christ child. What if she would have disrespected the word of Gabriel? What if she would have chalked that up to like some, some bad hummus or something like that? She didn't do that. 
she got the word of God that was sent directly to her. That I mean, the, the Gabriel did appear, so that would have been like a moment. But she, she got a word first. She didn't conceive first. And then the angel said, P.S., you're pregnant with the Christ child. The conception hadn't happened, according to Luke 1. It started so small with a word that she agreed to, believed on, and then the Christ child was conceived. It started little. Look for God in the little, guys, in the little, in the little. People don't know how to start successful Christian life. It is not in going to church every single Sunday, although that's a great thing to do and we we support it. It's getting in the word, listening to the word, believing the word as if it was written directly to you and for you and about you and about our God, your God, our God. Believed on, stood on, and prayed over. That is how big moves of God, big moments happen. Don't disrespect the little. Because you're too busy looking for God in the big. Now, and Luke, this is going to frame my point perfectly. And Luke, I'm going to read, start reading in Luke 9, 12. Do not, don't turn off your radio, y'all. I want you guys to get this. Now, the day was ending. And the twelve came and said to Jesus, send the crowd away, that they may go into the surrounding villages and countryside and find lodging there and get something to eat. For here, we're in a desolate place. But Jesus said to them, but he said to them, you give them something to eat. And they said, we have no more than five loaves and two fish, unless perhaps we go and buy food for all these people. For there are about 5,000 men. We know there's more than that. Not just men. There was women there and, and children. And we especially know that because it was the boys' lunch that was offered. And he said to the disciples, have them sit down to eat in groups of about 50 each. And they did so. And they had them all sit down. He took the five loaves and two fish. And looking up to heaven, he blessed it. He broke it and kept giving them to the disciples to set before the people. And they all ate and were satisfied. And the broken pieces which they had left over were picked up in 12 baskets full. Now, we look at God looking at the five loaves and two fish and raising it up and him blessing it and breaking them. We look at that as the miracle. And no doubt, hear me say, it was absolutely the hand of God that multiplied that fish. But I want to back up a little bit. Who, two days before, made the bread? Some, some, some mom, probably. It doesn't tell us. But, but his mom, the little boy's mom, no doubt thought, we need some bread. I'm going to go get some wheat or whatever it is, whatever process that she went through, to bake some bread for food for our family. And that morning, someone had to pack a little boy's lunch. Someone had to catch the fish. Someone had to go to the river and catch the fish. Someone had to pack the lunch. And then the boy, in his spirit, had to see 
the issue and offer his lunch as an offering. Now we look at the five loaves and two fish, but it really started y'all with the seed planting the wheat. It really started with the man in the fishing pole or, or however it is that they started catching fish back then. That's where it started. The boy's lunch was, was, uh, was, was packed. He offered it to Jesus. Jesus took it. And then of course fed the 5,000. I say all this to say, because I, there was, there's many, 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 many days that I've had great vision and great, um, um, belief and, and stuff like that. And, and, I can get distracted by what someone else is doing. I can get distracted by somebody else's life. We all can. Can we just say amen in our cars today or wherever you are? We could get distracted by what is happening in other people's lives. And when we do that, Satan is simply distracting us from the little things that God is telling us or even convicting us about. Because he knows if he can get us distracted on the big, we'll miss our little and our little opportunity to steward the word of God so it can grow into something great. Hope this encourages you today. Look firm in the little. Those of you that have big dreams, they start little, isn't it? I mean, I've said this a thousand times. Every overnight sensation has been working at it for 10 years. I mean, um, God starts in the little. That's where he starts. We praise him. We praise him for the big because he has no doubt in those miracles. But it had to start somewhere. I love you guys. Thanks for listening today. You can catch me right back here tomorrow on The Autumn Miles Show. Thanks so much for listening today. The Autumn Miles program is listener supported and your donation to keep it on the air is appreciated. To make a donation, visit autumnmiles.com. And with a $100 donation or more, you'll receive an autographed copy of Autumn's book, Appointed, Your Future Starts Now. Join us next time for The Autumn Miles Show on The Word, 100.7 FM.